Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode with my special guest co-host, Michael. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Andrew Delkey, the former Metro police officer in Nashville, Tennessee, that shot and killed an unarmed black man, Daniel Hambert. He is set to be released in December of this year. Set to be released December of 2022 after serving roughly a year on a three-year sentence, y'all. Yeah, you heard me right, three-year sentence. And I wanted to talk to Michael about that and throw something at y'all out there. See what you think, because the, the, the attitudes in here have been all over the place. People have had a lot of different things to say about it. I'm going to share some of that with you. But Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and tell them what, tell them and me what you think about this particular topic. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys again. Uh, it's a touchy subject because you know why? Why is it a touchy subject? Well, because you got the you got the you got the and police. check this out, y'all. He's sitting here talking to me. He's got this grin on his face. So I'm going to push him. I want to see what he's talking about. What makes this, this a touchy subject? Come on now. It may not now. be touchy to us, but it's touchy to the, to the, to the other officers, you know, the people that, that were in his community because they don't think that he should have got any time. But, of course, right. the rest of us say, yeah, he should have gotten more time. Right. So that's what I mean by So that makes it hard subject. to talk about it because it, it, it is one of those talking things. about officers, uh, his police family. They, they don't think he should have gotten any time. Yeah. Um, do you think he should have gotten some time? You say, yeah? I believe he should have gotten a lot more than what he got. Why? Because, because looking at the video, you know, they're, they're saying that, that, that Hamburg had this gun and okay. that, he, that it, he posed a threat to the people in the neighborhood. There was nobody out, for one. Right. Two, the gun he had in his hand was upside down, okay. so he didn't have his hand on the trigger, so he wasn't okay. a threat, and he was running away from the man. Okay. He stopped, took aim, and hit him in the back of the head. Okay. I think he should have got a lot more time than what he got for that. Because he was, you, you knew who he was. You okay. could have went and got him later on. Okay. You didn't have to. So that was just an execution. Okay. Let, let me say this. I, I'm not going to disagree that um, something should have been done about that. He should have gone to prison. But I tend to lean on the side of John Legend when he talks about, you know, the solution is not giving more time, it's to give less time. Right? The solution is to change the way officers are trained so that they don't have this mindset when they go out, uh, especially when they're dealing with black and brown people, that they're out hunting as opposed to protecting the certain. Right? Um, I do believe that uh, he should have gotten a little bit more time, but I don't know how much time is enough or too much or not enough. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what is the goal of putting him in prison? That's what I want to know. The goal for him has to be the same goal for me and you. What is the goal of putting somebody in in prison under those circumstances? And, and that's my that's my thought process with it is that uh, you're sending a message saying that this victim is not worth as, as much as another victim. I'll use myself. I, I, I received 32 years for my crime. Was that enough? Was it too much? Was it, you know, in the victim's eyes, it's not enough time that I got. But in my eyes, in my family's eyes, and in, in a lot of other too people's much. eyes, it was way too much time for what I did. Okay, so, but not to cut you off. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the devil's advocate side on this here, right? I don't even know why I felt the need to have to even say that. It's got me feeling weird even just talking <laughs> about this from the other side. But anyway, 
we'll look into that another time. But my thing is this. He committed that crime um, that he pled guilty to in the pursuit of doing his job. Was it? Yes, he, he, now I don't know what his, was in his mind or his intent, but he was chasing what he thought a suspect, right? He was, but he was shot it? him in the back. Okay, now, I, I'm, look, stipulate all that. He shot him in the back, but he was doing, he was in, he was performing his duties, right? Now, did, was shooting him in his back his job? No, I'm saying he was at work as a police officer. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. He was at work as a police officer when this happened. Me, I was not working when I committed my crime. I was out to cause pain to somebody. So that I don't think that you can put him on the same level of saying that uh, that makes Mr. Hambrick's life less valuable than maybe the, our victims. But you shouldn't, me? shouldn't they be held to a higher standard? Of course they should be held to a higher standard. If they, if they break the law in the pursuit of doing their job and it's proven that they had ill intent, absolutely. Do we know he made a wrong, the wrong decision, right? Do we know when he woke up that morning he intended, I'm going to go kill me a black man? We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. We're, we're so, but see, we're so tired of every day looking on the news and seeing a white police officer killing a black man that's usually unarmed, and then we turn around and we watch uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse that's not a police officer kill two people at a protest, and he walk away free and everybody's tripping. Again, my thing is Kyle Rittenhouse was a child, even though he did a grown thing. Uh, former officer Delkey, uh, was doing something in the pursuit of his job. Uh, he did the wrong thing. Uh, we were out in the community uh, causing problems. We did the wrong thing. And that's the common thread in all the three of these situations. We did the wrong thing. We did the wrong thing. The question for me, what I would pose to everybody in all of these situations, what is the goal of the incarceration? What is the goal of the incarceration? The goal of incarceration, like we said before, was is, is uh, we learned in one of the criminal justice classes was is, okay. is penance. It's supposed to be the, the change. It's supposed to be something to make you sit and think about what you did. You know, uh, you know when to you're change. a kid. Yeah, so you know when you were a kid, you had to go sit in the timeout. You had to go sit mm -hmm. in time. So go over there and sit and think about what you just did. Okay. So that's what we have to do with incarceration. It shouldn't be the the criminal. It shouldn't be criminal justice system, should it be? Because I don't I, know. why I don't is the justice in the criminal? It should be the victim's justice system. Right, I get that. I because get it's that. for the the justice is for the victim. Yeah. So, but let, let me let me say something about that. We sh, we we're put in here. Hope the goal is supposed to be putting us in here for penance, right? Let's let's just go with that, right? Stipulate that's what it is. Even though, you know, I don't think that's what it is. But let's stipulate. For the sake of this conversation, let's stipulate that's what it is, right? It's about penance. So you're telling me that individuals that come to prison, the majority of people in prison, I think the statistic says like 60 or 70% of the people that are incarcerated read on the seventh grade level or lower, right? Yeah. Now, follow me on this. If the vast majority of people in here 
understand and read on the seventh grade level or lower. We're asking these individuals to come into prison with their limited understanding, right? Their limited education, and all of a sudden understand and get that they need to change on their own. <laughs> How is that? Huh? It's almost so, impossible. It's, uh, come on now. You're going to go out here and tell somebody that's in the seventh grade to say, look, you need to understand this and you need to come to this realization on your own. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I think that's what part of the problem is. We're asking individuals, no disrespect to anybody in prison. I'm in prison, right? But we're asking people that are in prison that have limited capacities to understand basic stuff because they're not educated. They're mostly dropouts, didn't finish, whatever the case may be. Can't read, can't understand, can't write. So we're asking this individual with that limited capacity to say, you need to understand what you did and you need to get it and, you, and, and, and for whatever amount of time I put you in prison, you need to use that time to better yourself without the resources that you really need to better yourself. And that, that poses the question, when a person does come to prison, you say you have 40 years and it doesn't take 40 years for you to come to that realization. It does not take no so 40 from, years. So from that point forward, you are not being... Dependence is over with. So what you're getting is punishment. It's no longer penance, it's punishment. After you've after you've made that change or you've come to the realization that what you did was wrong and you can't do it again, it's punishment from that point on. I mean, and I think that's what the problem is. Now let's get back to former Officer Delkey. That is why I go with what John Legend said. It's the issue should be about less time and not more. Because from my understanding, I saw him on the news. He did what? He said, I was wrong. Right? He, he admitted in court that he was wrong. He made the wrong decision. They gave him a sentence that would allow him, after he's killed somebody, committed murder, because that's what he pled guilty to, they have allowed him with that sentence to get out and still have a life while he was still young. While he's still young. The man gets out in December 2022. After getting three years, he's only served about one. Why can't that be for everybody? That's all I'm getting at. I'm not trying to take his side. I'm not trying to down him. I'm not trying to hold him up. What I'm saying is, is where's that understanding for the individual that's not an officer? Well, because like you said earlier, we were in the streets. He was in his job. So the the, the difference is that they're saying that he was a uh, a good upstanding citizen up to that point. And, and we he, were just young, impressionable fools. Exactly we were. But so, the society doesn't see it like that. Yeah, so, well, yeah, you're right. They don't see it like that. So what I'm saying is that extension of humanity, that, that compassion that they have for him, you know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to say, why in the world would we want, it's tragic. Look, don't get it twisted, man. What I did was wrong. I'm guilty. And I'm not playing games with that. I'm guilty. But to say that I am not worth anything anymore in the sentence that they gave me, I just have issue with that, man. It goes back to what we were talking about on the earlier podcast, what I, what I brought up when I read in my daily scriptures about uh, Jesus forgiving and not holding us accountable anymore for that which we have repented. We're not frozen in time. So... Being frozen in time is what society does to us. We're frozen in time because we are the sum of what we did. Yeah. That's it. That's all that people can see is yeah. that you committed murder. 
your throwaway. That's not true. That's not true at all. And from the victim's from the victim standpoint, at my sentencing hearing, one of my victims said that uh, she could see that I wasn't a victim of my environment right. because she saw that I had a good upbringing and this and that. But for the kids, the, the my younger victims, they can't see that because I took their dad from them. Right. They didn't. They didn't get to grow up with their dad, so right. all they see is red because I took their dad, right. and I can't blame them for that oh, I because get that's that. that's I get that's hundred percent that. my fault. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, and I have to say this: that for me, in committing a crime, it's not a mistake. It may be bad judgment or anything like that, but it's not a mistake. You made a for decision. That, that's, you made a that's conscious, a decision. conscious decision. Conscious no, it's decision. not a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's a conscious decision. Let me say this too before we wrap this thing up, man. You know, I accept responsibility for what I did, totally. You feel what I'm saying? And it is what it is. And when I say that, you know, the amount of time that they give out is too much and, and all of this whole kind of stuff, I still say that no matter where you're at, whether regardless if you're still in prison or you, you've gotten out and life is hard or whatever, it's not an excuse to sit down and do nothing. If you're in prison, you have to find a way to become a positive, productive citizen. Stop thinking of yourself as a, a criminal and show that. You know what I'm saying? First you got to think you're not, then you start to show you're not. So yeah. that's one of the reasons that I do what I do. You know what I mean? Because I don't see myself as a criminal anymore, no matter what society says, no matter what my Senate says. I don't see myself like that, and I act accordingly. So regardless of the type of Senate that you might have, regardless of what uh, some people in society may say about you, you know, you still have an opportunity. You're still, uh, you still have a choice in who and what you want to be with the rest of your life. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you still have a choice in it, and you need to exercise that choice with discernment and contemplation. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have anything before we wrap this up? What I have to say is, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Mm -hmm. Everybody go read that and live by it. It will do much better. Dig that. With that, this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic, and I say peace, y'all.